I don't know. I it's really kind of like a a bittersweet thing, like you know, with legalization of cannabis, um, because people are out here, you know, like they supported the amendment, they voted for the amendment. Um, you know, I can't really fault them for that because a lot of them were lied to, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> the the big argument is like. Oh, you know, well, like pe- people will have you know safer access and yada 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 and you know yes and no like I don't know like yes but then you know I think about you know I'm I'm forty now I've been smoking since I was thirteen that's like a really long time minus wow. you know about a year when 13. I was pregnant mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and so you know I've I've been been smoking for a long time okay. and. I never smoked moldy weed until I got into the cannabis industry. Mm. And I find it fascinating. And, you know, I've had, you know, when this particular flower was going around, like I had to fight tooth and nail with the dispensary that I was working at at the time, which just voted to unionize. Shout out to mm. them. Um mm. Love to see it because, man. We just had Joe here earlier, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good. She said, hello. Oh, hello, Joe. <laughs> uh, which way is this going now? Okay. Um, where was it? Going? Oh, yeah. So, you know, I was thinking about it, and I was just like, mm, you know, I just, I've never smoked moldy weed until I worked at the dispensary. And mm. it was like... It was kind of wild. Like, we had medical over here, but I was working over in Illinois. And so, you know, plus it was, like, during COVID and everything else. And I just remember, um, you know, waking up one day and just, like, not being able to breathe. Wow. I remember going to the doctor and being like, you know, <laughs> this is something we just need to talk about. Because we're coming up on legalization. Like, medical is already here. Right. And... I'm telling you right now, like, I'm pretty sure I smoked moldy weed. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and no. I was so worried. Like, I was so nervous. I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my so God. So you did yeah. it, like, once or twice? or like... Um, I... <laughs> so I smoked it. It took me, like, a couple sessions to, like, kind of figure out. I'm like, this isn't just skunky. Like, this is straight up mildew. <laughs> and, uh... But yeah, so I tell the doctor that, and like, I'm terrified. I'm like, oh my god, oh yay. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my god, uh, you know, the doctor's gonna be like, ooh, you know, finger wag, and what are you doing with your life? Right. And then he just looks at me, and I shit you not, he just like kind of blinks, and he's just like, well, that's why you do edibles. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay, okay. All right, doc. Yeah, well, it was just like refreshing, too, to like hear a medical professional be like, yeah, well. <laughs> okay, now's a good time to cover your bio, which I absolutely love. This is my favorite bio so far. <laughs> Bitter, jaded, and burnt the fuck out cannabis worker. <laughs> Parent, advocate, healer, semi-retired activist, I'm tired, in parentheses, <laughs> animal lover. Marion also has experience with canvassing, petitioning, and helping with various marijuana events such as Hemp Fest in Seattle, in Seattle and etc. So we just want to welcome you here and <laughs> put a little virtual applause in here or something like that. <laughs> a round of applause. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Uh, I've never, like, well, I was on another podcast before, but... Um, this is probably like my second time, so I'm nervous, <laughs> but it'll be all right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Uh, what do you want to know? Like, <laughs> where do we want to start? Like, can you get into the cannabis legal stuff that you do? Because I, I don't know what you do. <laughs> well, so or did do? Excuse I, me. I I was. M was um just a bud tender um so i got my start like professionally um in june of 2020 over in illinois like 
three months into like lockdown, you know, mm-hmm. in our area, and uh, and where you said professionally, yeah, so like on the legal side of things, ah. um. But, I mean, I have, like, a history, like, way prior to that. Mm-hmm. But um, working in the cannabis industry, especially, like, during that time, you know, nobody was working. You know, a lot, like, a lot of people were getting that extra unemployment, mm-hmm. you know, and getting stimulated. And, you know, <laughs> everything was, like, you know, wild. And it was truly amazing to see, like... Like, people you would never imagine, like, coming into the dispensary, like, and being either total pros. Like, my favorite is when, like, you'd be, like, these little, like, wholesome old ladies, you Mm -hmm. know, like, super wholesome, you know, little gold cross around their necks, you know, like, with names like Grace and, Mm -hmm. you know, like, Lydia or something, I don't know. like love grandmas. Yeah, and, like, ordering gas. you try to talk to them about like wait are you sure you know and it's it's (laughs) man and then like hearing all like the little renegade stories like you know you weren't even you know a thought in your mama's eye and Uh bikers over in la and just uh, just wild stories Mm. from the elderly i love i love those people and i love the ones that are brand brand new too it was a wild time to be alive because, mm-hmm. like I said, you know, everybody was not working. And what else are you going to do? You're going to break the rules and go buy some weed because it's an essential business. And we all just suffered, like, a worldwide, like, trauma. We are going to go get lit. Mm-hmm. Like, even people, like, they're like, well, I haven't smoked in 20 years. And I'm not going back to work anytime soon. So... Figured I'd come check it out. That's what you was hearing? Huh? That's what you was hearing? Oh, yeah, absolutely. All sorts of stories. And so, yeah, uh, started as a bud tender there. Um, It was recreational, so it was a hot mess. Everybody was going to buy their weed because Missouri was not open. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Even though everybody had way too much for their medical cards. Me. Way too much. Um, And couldn't use them. No, no, no. Missouri really, really did a number with both of their programs, honestly. Um, you know, I don't understand. I Well, I do understand that, you know, COVID certainly didn't help things, mm-hmm. you know, like I get that part. Like, I would like to think that we all have some compassion for that part. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where it ends for me. Like... This whole, this whole thing has never been, like, about patience, and it's been pretty clear. Um, mm. Like, think about it, you mm. know? Like, they charged a lot of people a lot of money and had nothing, had nothing for them. Nothing. Nothing, nothing at all. Um, so what happened then, with that money? That people paid for their <laughs> cannabis certifications from their cannabis doctors who talked to them on the phone for two minutes. I, you know, I wish, I wish I knew. Um, I mean, I'm guessing a lot of it went to vets. Well, that's good, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Um, because, yeah, you know, I honestly don't know because there was nothing to sell it's the sales tax that goes towards vets so mm-hmm. yeah i don't really know i'm going to i don't know probably just sound like a conspiracy theorist here <laughs> um and that's fine someone can correct me uh but i think it just kind of like went back into the pockets of like the local investors mm. <laughs> and thus the monopoly was born <laughs> mm. jump started maybe yeah, I mean, I, I'm i really just disappointed with, like, how it worked out. Like, mm-hmm. you know, even when I, you know, left Illinois and came over here once we first opened, um, you know, the rules were, like, ever-changing, like, forever changing. Like, first, like, you couldn't advertise. Like, you couldn't advertise at all. Like, not even, like, mm-hmm. strain names. It was wild. Um, so that really kind of, like, killed marketing 
And we couldn't have sales, too, I remember. Um, we could have sales. We just couldn't advertise them. That doesn't make like, sense. Like, you had to, like, come in. Like, if you wanted to know anything about anything, you had to come into the store. Um, I don't even think we were allowed. Because, like, one place that I worked uh, when all this was happening, we had a drive through And I can't remember if it was, like, under that rule or if it was, like, kind of like a CYA, like, business, like, corporate like, don't talk about deals at the drive-thru because it could be heard. Wow. The you know. That's the drama. <laughs> the drama. Right, right. Like, you can't have a menu out there, like, at a drive-thru, like, you can, say, a traditional restaurant because, um, or fast food joint because, you know, it's advertisement. A child could walk up and see it. <laughs> but then, you know, during these times, you have, you know, they're worried about, like, the advertising, but then at the same time, like, you could technically bring children into dispensaries. Like, there was some weird loophole in the language where it was, like, you know, you could bring in, you know, if they were, like, an interpreter or, you know, mm-hmm. someone to, like, assist you, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, we would call it, like, emotional support. But some dispensaries, like, were just so, like, money-hungry that, like... You know, I had friends in the industry, they're like, dude, like, we have toddlers running around our dispensary, oh. like, and I'm paranoid that they're going to whack their heads on the corners of our display yeah. counters. I mean, just simply, it's not the place for kids. No. Like, the weed's <laughs> locked up, but, like, it's literally not a place for kids. No, <laughs> it's certainly not baby-proofed. I know where I'm currently at, like... <laughs> Now, you know, the other night it was cold and it was parents, so, you know, we did admittedly let them, like, sit, like, in the lobby, because I'm pretty sure they were either on foot or a bus, I'm not, or both, you know, mm-hmm. um, but they had a couple little ones, and I'm just like, man, like, I get it, mm-hmm. but, like, <sighs> um, read yeah. the room. Yeah. Like, you can't bring your kids into a bar, nor should you. And it's not saying that the dispensary, like, wouldn't be a safe space. Like, there's nothing crazy going on in there. But, you know, it's just not the place. So, yeah. so anyways, yeah. Uh, I'm rambling. Um, no, you're fine. So, I was bud tending. Um, I moved over here. Uh, I was bud tending here. Um, worked my way up to a lead. And, you know... I saw, I saw a lot of things in Illinois that I did not want to see happen in Missouri. Mm. Um, and a lot of it was just, like, deprioritizing. Is that even a word? Unprioritizing? Depri- I don't know. No, yeah, that's right. Uh, patience. Wow. Um, by that, like, I mean, like, interaction-wise. Like, like, where I worked, you know... Patients did have some quote-unquote perks, but the perks kind of fell short when Mm -hmm. there was no one there for them. There was... Because no one had time. No one was allowed to. And, like, if you spent too long talking to a patient or answering questions, you were, like, reprimanded because you weren't, like, putting people through fast enough. Wow. Get those KPIs up. Get those... Ooh, get those baskets up. KPI? Oh, I don't even remember. A key key performance something. I don't know. Some shit I didn't care about because that's not what I was there. (laughs) Uh, But anywho. I feel like you you kind of were making some really interesting points about um, parenting and like bringing your kids in the dispensary. And I wanted to go there because you have parenting your bio. You've talked about parenting with me before. So I'm just curious because I think that so many people, yeah, you bought some good gas. Actually, what did you bring? Oh, that's some berry pie. Berry Mm. pie. Yeah. Everything I have right now, except for one cultivator that I can put some respect on, Mm -hmm. is all from the lovely legacy. Um, I pretty much, you know, I... (laughs) Don't sleep on the legacy market, y'all. Like, I know this shit is pretty, and it comes in pretty little jars, and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And that's not to say there aren't some great cultivators out there that are, like, doing it right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, man, you know, there's just there's just something to be said about 
partaking in some medicine that was like allowed to be grown freely and mm-hmm. with love mm-hmm. versus like quotas and deadlines and you know problems and you know <laughs> just you know mold and bugs and thrips and like all sorts of shit like <laughs> you know stuff that's been sitting for who knows how long like mm-hmm. stuff that you know maybe tested at this potency at one time but by the time you get it it does not or by the time you get it you don't even have to put it in the grinder you just kind of look at it and it puffs to dust (laughs) for real for real though yeah and it'd be Mm. that expensive stuff too and it's a damn shame where were we going what was the question we were talking about parenting oh yeah so parenting Mm -hmm. um and we yeah so you know, I am a parent. Uh, my son is now 18, and he just got his card on the 10th. Hey. Um, And our journey was, like, kind of different. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm pretty liberal mom. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know, I have very few rules, and he knows them, and he follows them, and all is well. He's a really, really good kid. I'm really proud of him. Um, but, you know... We were younger, like, we kind of grew up together. I was 22 when I had him, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, doing the party thing, and I realized, you know, when I was doing, like, all the drinking, like, Mm -hmm. I wasn't smoking. I actually, so, okay. (laughs) I came But you started at 13. Yeah, started at 13. Okay. And then, you know, party, 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 being a party girl. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually am good on this for a minute. Um, fell into some shit, like fast forward, I was like 19 years old, mm-hmm. um, and I was a meth addict. Wow. Yeah. So fun fact, like everyone's like, oh, you know, weed's the gateway. No, not for me. Like I snorted my first line of methamphetamines at 11 years old. Mm. Um, 11. 11. Yeah. Um, Jeez. And it was, like, literally by choice. Like, it was just by repeated exposure. Like, mm-hmm. I had a friend who is also, like, clean. Like, good for her. So proud of her. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it was just kind of like, hey, there's this thing that I do sometimes. Do you want to? Right. You know? And Casual I'm like, kitchen. I'm playing with Barbies looking at methamphetamines, you know? And I'm like, well, what is it? You know? <laughs> I'm like, we're talking and whatever. And, you know, I said wow. no. And it was never any pressure. She okay. That was it, like, done, you know, it was never pressure, so it was literally just repeated exposure, Mm -hmm. and finally, like, one night, I was just like, you know what, I want to know, like, what is this, and, Mm -hmm. you know, then, like, a couple years went by, you know, like, we kind of, like, stopped talking, and then my exposure to it stopped, and I didn't really give it a second thought, and then, you know, then around 13, I started smoking with a friend who, uh, you know, had we, like, her mom was a stoner. (laughs) Um, My parents were not. Mm -hmm. Um, My dad drank, but my mom was, like, you know, basically sober. Her addiction was Coca-Cola and cigarettes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, So, anyways, yeah, I got into, you know, started smoking and just fell in love. Just, Mm. you know, I had kind of, like, a gnarly upbringing, and so it's, like, it just kind of, like, made everything go away Mm. and then you know so for a long time it was like all about like getting loaded and like not being responsible with my cannabis usage you Mm. know and not thinking about it because we also just didn't really have the knowledge that we have now then Mm. and so anyways you know just fast forward just being you know a real degenerate and uh like up and down with like meth addiction and then finally like I was living with someone who was my partner at the time but also the dope man. Wow. And oh shit. Shit got wild. And I had an older sister who lived here in St. Louis mm-hmm. and I'm all gacked out of my mind. I'm just like, yo, like let me just tell you everything. Like it was just like I felt like I was like at church like giving confession. Wow. And she was like, "Um, move here." And I was like, I don't know anyone but her. And I'm like, wow. Bet. I'm like, okay. Wow. <laughs> so I packed my shit, got on a Greyhound out of Portland, and made How my old way were you here. You did that? Hmm? 
old were you when you did that? I was 19. Wow. Mm-hmm. Dang. Yeah. So, but, you know, my advocacy for cannabis started back home in that interim. Mm. Um through a friend of mine so basically she was like a big sister to me mm-hmm. and she was the one who got me exposed to hemp fest mm-hmm. um she kind of took me under her wing and made sure that you know what i was smoking was safe where i was getting it from was safe mm-hmm. you know she was like 11 years older than me so i met her when i was 13 14, 14, and she was, I don't know, early 20s. (laughs) I can't do math. And so, yeah, she basically, like, I basically forced myself on her as a friend. (laughs) Like, I was, like, the annoying, you know, like, you're so cool and whatever. And, you know, because she was, she was the coolest person I'd ever met. And so finally, like, you know, she was friends. Okay, I'm getting way jumbled. <sighs> Excuse me. She was friends with my my little puppy dog lover's oldest sister. And that's how her and I had become friends. And so, yeah, she eventually just kind of, like, gave in and, like, took me under her wing. And became, like, the big sister, like, I wanted. Um, not that I didn't have good ones, but she was cool. So, anyways... She got me into cannabis the right way. I, you know, Mm -hmm. was able to really get, like, a good eye on, like, what it could do for people. Um, I really understood, you know, that, yeah, it's great to get loaded and it's great to, like, you know, be an enthusiast and love your cannabis, but, like, there's so much more to it. Mm -hmm. And so with her, uh, we got involved with, like, the normal chapter up Mm -hmm. there, um, and then we were involved in HempFest. HempFest started in 1991 up in Seattle, Washington. Started out really small, like, 500 or so people showing up. It's down at uh, Myrtle Edwards Park in Elliott Bay. And uh, now it's, like... Because it's a whole weekend long. It's like, <laughs> it's usually in August and it is like basically like a hundred, over a hundred thousand people come through. Mm. Um, I got to be there when Woody Harrelson was like our guest speaker back wow. in, uh, oh, what was that? 2000? Mm. 2001? Something like that. Um and he was just there, you know, like advocating. Like that was shortly, I believe, after he had gotten arrested for possession, and because uh, he was growing cannabis to like help his father. Mm. And so it's it was a huge advocate event, and like that's what it started out at is like an advocate event. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like yeah, there was like music and arts and entertainment, of course, because Seattle <laughs> in the nineties, you know, right. Um, <laughs> But, like, it was an advocate event. And I think that's kind of, like, where my drive comes from and where my disdain comes from with, like, the medical market that we have now. Mm. Um, You know, that's... I grew up with that. Like, I grew up with my elders, you know, proving that, like, cannabis can do so much for you. You know, like, people Mm -hmm. with CPTSD, people Mm -hmm. with, you know... Uh, coming off of addictions, people who suffer from, you know, physical ailments, you know, rheumatoid arthritis, you know, gut health, you name it. And so, um, you know, I got, I was a minor, so I couldn't like do much. Like there wasn't a whole lot, like, you know, a lot of it was still like 18 and up and 21 and up. So Mm. basically it was like, I got to kind of be like on the outside and like do more like boots to the ground stuff and like help and assist with petitioning, um, put out flyers, stickers, you know, you name it. And, you know, just talk to people about it. And I remember being younger, you know, and like talking to like old heads about this and, you know, and, oh yeah, you know, legalization, Mm -hmm. like, you know, wouldn't it be so cool? You know, a a lot of the same stuff that people are saying now, 
you know, a lot of the, you know, wouldn't it be so cool to have like safe access and, you know, this and that and yada, yada, yada. And, you know, they'd be naysayers. And, mm-hmm. you know, of course, back then I'm like, oh, you're just being a square, you know, or whatever. And now that we're kind of like in it, well, we are in it. I'm like, oh, mm. oh, the old heads are right. Like Came they were right. Like they capitalized our culture. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I guess it's like kind of nothing new, <laughs> like anything mm-hmm. that can be capitalized, like will be, mm-hmm. but it just kind of feels like another form of like cultural appropriation, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> except for, you know, another friend of mine, Ian, uh, said that it's kind of not because they don't even try to like get to know us. Damn. Um, I mean... so yeah, so Hemp is like... Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry that I'm all over the place. <laughs> you have to be sorry? Yeah. You're going pretty linearly, but we can also ask you questions. Yeah, that might be a little bit easier. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We were just letting you go because you just, hey, you were going. Mm-hmm. But basically, like, you were just telling us how you got active um, and talking about Hempfest and stuff like that. So, um yeah, just explaining your background and how you moved from, like, out there to being out here and being safe and getting access. Okay, but we were talking about my, I think my question was... Was parenting. Was parenting. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Because I think you covered, like, so many things within that one question. <laughs> like, so. you went for long. Oh, good. Let me take it all the way back. Parenting. Okay. Like I said. Kid got his card, right? Mm-hmm. So my kid got his card. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we that's how we got there. Okay, so grew up partying together. You know, he's not partying. Um, <laughs> and so I moved to Florida with him. Him and I moved to Florida. We did kind of a weird sabbatical, like, down to Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had my niece was babysitting him. Mm-hmm. while I was trying to go to school to, like, better myself because we had left, like, a domestic violence situation. Wow. Yeah, man, life's been a while. Mm-hmm. And so my niece kind of just, like, ruined it. Like, she had no chill. And so it got to the point where one day, like, I was coming home. My kid was, like, seven or eight years old, you know, and mm-hmm. he's just like, what's a pipe? <laughs> you know, like, oh, what's no. what's weed? Like, And I was like, fuck. And I was like... So, you know, basically, like, I had a real sit-down with him, and we just kind of had, like, the reverse, like, dare talk. <laughs> um, weak! Well, because, like, dare, like, I think it's, or I believe it's changed now, actually, now that I recall. I ran into the dare lady at Pet Supplies Plus, and she said that they have omitted cannabis from their program. And that was, like, last summer, because I was like, why are you here? I'm buying dog food. Anyways. <laughs> so, that's a bonus. So, I guess yay for that. Um, mm. Progress. <laughs> they still don't want to, like, fully get rid of the stigma, but they're going to have to, because, like, the youth, like, are here. Like, the yeah. elderly are here. Everybody in between are here, because... Pretty much everybody has or knows someone who has or does, like, smoke weed <laughs> Yeah. at this point. Like, and so, yeah, you know, we kind of had the talk and, you know, unfortunately, like, at the time, you know, because of growing up and the stigma and the fear and, mm-hmm. oh, my God, my kid's going to get taken because he's going to say something to somebody, like, not even thinking about it. So I had to put the fear of God in that kid. I was like, they will take you. <laughs> Do not tell anybody. Plus, we were in Florida. Ooh, it's oh. so backwards down there. Oh. Yeah. And so, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, don't you ever, 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 ever. Wow. And, uh, you know, so then it was like, cool. And it's not like I was sitting there, like, taking, like, bong rips in front of my kid or anything. But, like, you know, like, if I was, like, packing a cone, I didn't feel like I had to be like, oh, my God, anymore, you know. Yeah. Which was kind of nice, you know. And yeah. He would be like, well, what's that? You know, well, it's medicine. Well, what do you do? Well, I smoke it. Well, why do you smoke it? And I'm like, because it's fast and effective. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like, 
helps me like wake up, helps me get my day started, you know, or helps me go to sleep. Like, right. you know, so he like essentially, you know, from about seven or eight years old, first grade, like kind of, you know, grew up with it. And as time progressed, you know, it was just kind of like more and more openness about it. And then, you know, once I got into the biz, like I was also mm-hmm. attending um, simultaneously. I got started in the industry in June of 2020. And then in August of 2020, I started, uh, I was the very first class to go into SLU's Cannabis Science and Operations oh, Program. Oh, you did that. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Yeah. Graduated in August. Of, it's a year long. So mm-hmm. August 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, it was all online. Um, <clears throat> I learned some stuff from it. Uh, mm. I learned that I cannot do cannabis math <laughs> to save my life. Mm. <laughs> um, and man, like I learned that I have a black thumb in the cannabis realm. Like Ooh. kudos to cultivators because you don't like to grow. The thing is, is I can grow flowers. I can grow vegetables. I can grow literal grass. Wow. But like we had to do like, <laughs> we had to do like a little like uh, grove uh, tiny Tim tomatoes. Like they're just dwarf tomatoes, like mm-hmm. little cherry tomatoes. I guess they only grow about a foot tall or something. And that's like, I guess, really similar to like trying to grow cannabis Mm -hmm. and so you know i had a little closet all set up like i got like we had to buy like this whole little kit thing oh wow yeah it was a whole thing that's cool uh, yeah i mean it was cool until my plant kept dying like oh no man i finally got one to like really like get going well and then it was like week six like add your nutrients or whatever and i was like okay cool and then uh, i put it in at like I don't know, it was, like, morning, because I had, like, a routine of going, of course, Mm -hmm. and by the time I got home, which was, like, an hour before, so, you know, by the time it was time to check it, they were completely fried, Mm -hmm. like, nothing was resurrecting them, Mm -hmm. and then I cried, it's oh. weird. I find myself like anthropomorphizing like these <laughs> these little plants, and I'm like, I am a murderer, and I'm just murdering all these little babies. <laughs> but I can grow stuff outside all day, so maybe I'm meant to like grow somewhere like not Missouri <laughs> outside. <laughs> but inside, not so much. So kudos to those guys, cause, whew, it's rough. Like it's a fickle very delicate it's a lot of information and just yeah Mm -hmm. i wish i could um so yeah uh you know more exposure to him um and then he had like behavioral problems in school Mm -hmm. um which i won't get too much into but Mm -hmm. there was one moment like you know because like when we first talked about it like you know he would be like you know, he's younger. Well, is that something I can do? And I'm just like, well, listen, <laughs> you know, like I would prefer if you waited till you were 25 so that that beautiful brain that I birthed could finish developing. Mm-hmm. But like when you're 18, like, you know, right? no idea at this point that like I would ever end up living in a legal state, you know, let alone, you know, my kid, like going with it so yeah so Mm -hmm. basically what happened was that on or the moment that happened was a couple years later he was having some issues in school like behavioral issues like and uh i just remember he was crying and he just like looks up at me and he's just like do you think if i smoked weed or you know Mm -hmm. i think he said smoked weed that that would like help me in my situation you know and I'm like, oh, honey, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm like, you still got to do the work. Like, you still got to, like, not do, like, X, Y, Z, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, so, you know, I just made him promise to wait until he was 18. And so it was hilarious. Like, it was his 18th birthday and, you know, it was like 1230 in the morning. And I just bust into his room all obnoxious. He's awake. He's a gamer. So he's fine. Aww. And I'm like, oh, happy birthday. And, you know, he's very stoic. And so he just kind of, like, <laughs> he just turns around in his gamer chair and just stares at me deadpan. And he's just like, so can you, like, 
smoke weed. Ah! And I was like, what? And I was already lit. I was like, what? Like, now? Like, right now? Because, like, I'm good. But I would, like, I no, will. I'm good. And he's like, no, 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 later. And so, yeah, no, it was a great birthday for him. And Aww. Right. And what's cool is, like, he... <laughs> I am certainly not, like, a doctor by any stretch of the means, but, you know, I've studied this for a hot minute now, and I've studied, like, you know, what it can do for people and, like, you know, the effects and everything, and basically I told him, listen, like, if you're going to go down this journey, um, you know, I want you to be really mindful about it, and I want you to get your card. <laughs> so, yeah. He, uh, he really enjoyed the volcano, but he's oh not my. really interested in an inhalation method. Like, he's tried uh, Ooh, a, a head change, Diamonds and Sauce card, um, baby's first head change, and really enjoyed it at first. But again, he's just really not about the inhalation method. He's really more of an edibles kid, which mm. is... Pretty pretty cool that nice. he at least know you know already is like yeah no take care of your lungs like, yeah yeah he's just like this isn't for me and you know and I mean like he's like sober like he just <laughs> he... sorry there's the uh, light in back of you and every once in a while it gets knocked out so oh <laughs> nice. I'll turn it on it doesn't mean anything has happened you don't have to move that scared me that was, yeah that was kind of scary yeah. But yeah, I just knew what it was, which is why I giggled. He doesn't drink. He doesn't, you know, smoke cigarettes. He doesn't. He's just he's a good kid, and uh, so we've been experimenting with edibles, and you know, I told him that I wanted him to be really mindful about his consumption and like report back. You know, mm-hmm. like, give him dosages. Like, I'm like, okay, listen, I got you this. Mm-hmm. I need you to, like, cut that into fours, you know, two, like, don't, you know. And then, like... Running experiments and stuff. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, until we get on a federal level where doctors can actually, like, freely, like, dive into this and, like, mm-hmm. diagnose it, like, um... We're still guinea pigs, so, like, he's not doing a physical journal, because why would he? He's like, no, I have games. (laughs) But, you know, he, like, reports back. Like, he really does. And I'm really fascinated with, like, his reports. You know, he'll say, like, oh, I took this, you know, like, two to, or, you know, one to one to one, and... You know, it makes time fly really fast at work. My back doesn't hurt. I can just get in the zone and, like, next thing I know, I'm off work. Mm -hmm. But this one isn't quite enough, so I took, like, another half, and that seemed to be okay. And so I really love the fact that he's, like, truly, like, being mindful and, like, figuring out what really works for him. I'm like, good job, kid. Yeah. And do you think, like, first off, I think that's beautiful, but... I think there's a lot of, like, talk about how to talk about weed with their kids. Like, people don't know because it's like, you know, there's so many good reasons to have it and consume it in whatever way, shape, or form. So then it's like, how do you embrace this and then still tell a child who it may not be good for because they're still developing, but it's something that's medicine. So I think it's just fascinating for people to be able to hear, like, here are some ways of doing it. Like, because you were so honest and open with him, he didn't have to, like, hide it behind your back or, like, go and smoke a bunch and then get into trouble and get in a position he didn't want to be in because he knew where he could get it, how he could get it safely, and at the end of the day, he just trusted you. So I, I just, I don't know. I think that's fascinating. And growing up, like, my dad smoked weed, like, and... I wasn't very tight with my dad after so long, but when I first, like, when I was younger, it was just like, he would call it broccoli. So I'd be like, oh, like that, like that's you with your broccoli. He'd be like, yeah. And like, he wasn't necessarily a pleasant person. In fact, he was not pleasant. 
But anytime he smoked broccoli, he was fine. Like, it was like, that was never the problem. Like, you grow up and you see things in your household and people get just so worried about what weed is and how it impacts people. It's like, if you are using it in a way that is calming and relaxing and peaceful and not violent, I guarantee you that, like, people, including children, will pick up on that. And it won't be something that they can even associate as, like, such, like... A violent thing when in fact it just don't it's we just so chill like we just right. so chill <laughs> like we don't got to do all this now and i mean and that's not to say that like you know violence doesn't happen in those homes but you yeah know, like myself you know like i said my dad drank and i would have way rather preferred for him to just smoke like that would have been way cooler <laughs> for real <laughs> so yeah no you know and like honestly like we kind of low-key had that talk too you know because we would kind of like revisit over you know as he matured or i think mm. it goes to you um and so uh you know as as it got age appropriate like you know i just kind of got a little bit more and more i guess transparent like there's levels there's age appropriate levels of transparency you know what i mean mm-hmm. And so finally, it just kind of got to be like, dude, <laughs> like it's like a particularly like, uh, day, you know, and man, my, my, oh, you know, like why, you know, just feeling kind of naggy, you yeah. know, how like kids kind of do. It's like they have every right to like be curious and ask questions, but mm. sometimes it just feels so invasive. <laughs> and you're just For like, real. what is with the interrogation? For real. <laughs> you know? So finally, you know, after a particularly, I guess, rough day, I don't even remember, but I remember just straight up being like, listen, I need to be able to sit here and smoke this in absolute peace so that I can continue to do everything else. Mm -hmm. So you just need to understand that, like, you know, this is, this is how I relax and this is what's going to make dinner happen. <laughs> <laughs> and I need you to just take this book and go be real cool for about 30 minutes. <laughs> and I promise, like, we are going to hang out. <laughs> and, you know. They get af- it. Yeah, after a while, yeah, it took a little bit. But I was like, okay. <laughs> Thank you for understanding. And then, you know, as time progressed, then it got to the point where he was just, like, making fun of me and my friend. You know, if I had people over for coughing and choking and I'd hear him in his room talking shit to his little gamer friends, being like, <laughs> I'm weak. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then he would come out and be like, why do you do that? <laughs> like... <laughs> like, you can help it. I'm weak. Right. No, he doesn't. He doesn't appreciate the cough. He doesn't really seem to, like, be big on anything other than edibles, so. Yeah. But, yeah, good times, like, growing up. It's kind of weird, like, this whole evolution. I'm like, these kids are spoiled. (laughs) (laughs) They're never going to know what it's like. To have to, like, you know, deal with the struggle of, like, waiting for the dope man. (laughs) Shut up. Unless it's, like, after 10 p.m. or whatever. (laughs) And then, you know, a lot of these places right now, like, uh, there's a dispensary down in Peavely that's open until, like, midnight. Wow. Like, on Friday and Saturday. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't know if it's, I don't know if the store itself is open, but... They have a drive through and I think the drive through might be what's open. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go. I know. <sighs> we have some good folks that work there. But I definitely think we can get to our rapid fire questions and then close out. We're cool okay. Alright, so first off, do you have a favorite strain? Ooh. Man. <laughs> Okay, um, you know, I'm a big fan of salads, so. Salads? Yeah, so. Salad. I like to take, like, different stuff and, like, mix it together. Like, I can't breed and grow, so I might as well, like, 
pluck and grind, man. Oh like, my goodness, you're over here mixing <laughs> some culinary blends. I mean, sometimes it feels like it. Like I feel like a little weed witch. I'm just like, <laughs> like <laughs> making little herbal concoctions, and I'm like, this is gonna be Not wonderful. The witch. Oh yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, blueberry muffin is one of my favorites. Um, I am a sucker for a good, like, sweet, like, doughy flour. Um, and honestly, like, as a kid, that was my very first, like, big girl, like, sticky, icky, kind bud is what we called it back then. (laughs) (laughs) And it was amazing. Like, we, we were like, oh my God, you know, and Mm -hmm. we stuck it to a, (laughs) to the wall and pulled it off, and like little pieces had still stuck to the wall, Hell and yeah. that was like, Hell yeah, God, mid to late nineties, <laughs> right? <laughs> and so I, you know, that was my first true and blue, <laughs> and uh, it's yeah, it's just steady. One of my favorites. I have some right now that I'm just like kind of hanging on to because it's the last for who knows how long. I'm Ooh. like, hmm. And, uh, so that one, and then I really love a good Miracle Alien cookies. Mm, mm-hmm. And then anything like lemony or hazy or both, okay. like, yeah, I like a lot of different things. It's really hard to pinpoint one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about um, your routine? How and when? How and when do you like partake? Well, it depends. So, like, even when I wasn't working the two jobs, um, I can't you know the older I got or I'm getting (laughs) um, I realized that it's hard to like fully medicate in the mornings and um, as I started medicating more responsibly I got you know more onto CBD and um, I use CBD every day Mm. um, to help with my anxiety a lot Mm -hmm. and so I start now with just a 60 milligram CBD tincture under my tongue every morning okay um, it's like right on my nightstand cause mm-hmm. I'm waking up is hard. So I'm like, what? Well, I can just sit here and do this. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, I feel productive already and responsible. So it just kind of sets the vibe. Okay. <laughs> um, so I do the sublingual and just kind of lay there, you know, 90 seconds and then, you know, get up and start the rest of my day. And then, you know, I have like my, uh, sauce cart that, you know, I kind of have like an emergency, um, and so then I really don't medicate like until I get home and then it's just like, you know, I, I try not to like do a gradual wind down. So like I'll pack like a graham cone and then like, depending on the day, I'll either like smoke it right then and there mm-hmm. and then move on with my night or, you know, I'll like sip it and then it's just kind of like there. And then, you know, after everything's done, then I tend to start hitting the dabs a little bit, and then I have these good night gummies that yes. I love. I absolutely love them, mm-hmm. and uh, a good night pen as well. Like I swear by this, and uh, yeah, I'll hit that, and then I'll go crawl into bed. It's kind of mundane. Like I don't really do a whole lot other than work now, so <laughs> yeah, it's a vibe. Okay, and then when you get the munchies. What snack are you reaching for? Mm, honestly, like probably like some pretzel chips, like everything pretzel chips and hummus, or like sometimes I'll get some nutter butters. Ooh. I love those things. Ooh. And like some milk, like oat milk. Mm. Um, or just a straight up PB and J, like a halfy, like a half sandwich. <laughs> These are good ones. We're big snacky people. All right. And then what do you watch or listen to when you're elevated? Hmm. So it depends. Like on like what I'm doing, like if there's a task or if I'm just trying to chill or study or whatever. So if I'm like, medicating and like caffeinated like getting ready to like attack my house or something like Mm -hmm. i'll throw on like 
you know, Pandora, because I've been cultivating this list for like a decade now. Um, so I'll throw on either like a tribe called Quest or like Wu Tang mm-hmm. Radio and just like get to it. Um, if I'm trying to like just mellow out, like I'll throw on hiatus coyote radio. Ooh. And then like mm-hmm. if I'm just trying to like study and like not focus, you know, just I need background noise, then just um there's a like critical role, which is like the D and D group. Mm-hmm. Like they're they got a podcast and all that as well. Mm-hmm. And they have these videos and that of lo-fi that they made so Mm. it's like critical role low vibes or something like that Mm. so i'll throw one of those on or just some sort of like lo-fi music okay Mm -hmm. good taste i like your range yeah (laughs) okay and then getting to our last question could you just plug us to your website socials events just any opportunity to connect with you um, well, you can find me the first Monday of every month at our local Minorities for Medical Marijuana meetups, uh, hosted by Brendan England, the director for state director for Minorities for Medical Marijuana. Um, you can hit them up at M4MM Missouri, I believe. <laughs> if not, hit them up at St. Louis Cannabis Club and they will have links to all of their socials on there. Um, you can also find me mostly every last Friday of the month at Fried Fridays, also at the Cola Lounge, um, hosted by Rooted Buds. Love them. Um, other than that, you know, uh, my Instagram is Midwest underscore medicine underscore mama. Um, not fully active on there, but you can definitely hit me up on there if you have any questions about like consumption or like dosing or like any sort of advice or questions you may have. Um, yeah, Facebook, you can just find me on there. Uh, Marion, last name Coon, and yeah, that's about it. I'm a busy lady. Hey, <laughs> I see. Busy, busy. Fried too now. <laughs>